Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hello, hello, hello. Happy November. I hope you're having a fantastic one. I hope that the football team that you support is doing better than the football team I support. Florida State is not having a great year. Uh, So (laughs) hopefully your team is, is doing better. So this month I am talking about what makes a good employer? What should you look for an employer? We're talking about benefits. We're talking about compensation. We're talking about how to negotiate all that. And last week I talked about, I, I looked at three online sites and found their lists of what employees value most in employers. And so we saw consistently things like company culture was really important, um, leadership or management being approachable, being quote unquote good. Um, opportunities for growth and advancement, opportunities for professional development and continuing education. We saw a lot around flexibility in your work schedule and in your, you know, your work hours, compressed work week, working from home some of the time, that kind of thing. And then also uh, the recognition piece. People were very consistent in saying, I want to be recognized. So today what we're going to be talking about is case studies of three amazing employers. So I went to Forbes.com and they every year they do a list of the top I don't know how many employers, and it's interesting because I really couldn't find their criteria for why these companies got rated as they did. But so I went to other sources to find what's great about these companies. And I intentionally picked three very different ones. They happen to be three of the top five companies, but they're different. They're good for different reasons, and I think that's important to kind of point out. So the first one that I found was Michelin North America. So when you think of Michelin, of course, you think of tires, and they make tires. They are also into food. Um, Michelin-starred restaurants are some of the best restaurants in the world. So they're into kind of food and dining and travel and that kind of thing as well. What I liked about Michelin North America was that, um, and this is a quote, that they offer a purpose-driven career with a purpose-driven company. And what I liked about that was that it really showed an alignment. So they're trying to hire people who have a purpose to their lives, who have a purpose to their career because they have a purpose to their company. And I really liked that alignment. I got a lot of really good information uh, about Michelin. So 31% of their employees are millennials. So you millennials out there, it sounds like it's a really great place to work. And typically, when you see a high number of millennials in a company, it tends to coincide with a lot of um, a lot of work flexibility, a lot of like fun kind of blurring the lines between work and play, lots of collaborative opportunities and, you know, people want to hang out outside of work and all of those kinds of things. So 22% of their workforce has a tenure of more than 20 years. So you've got a bunch of millennials working there, but you've also got a lot of people who've worked there for a long time. So I think that's a beautiful thing, especially when the management and the leadership of the company really brings those populations together in a very effective way. Um, Some of the things about Michelin that seem to make it a great company to work for, they were very dedicated to reducing CO2 emissions. So this very green company, they're trying to, you know, tires are a pretty, probably a pretty 
um, polluting kind of product to make, and they're working very hard to minimize that. Uh, according to employee evaluations, uh, I thought this was really interesting. So 91% of the employees say that there's great challenges at the company and in a good way. So there's great opportunities to be challenged by the work that we're asked to do. 89% of the employees said that it was a great atmosphere. So that speaks, if you listen to last week's podcast, talking about co company culture. Culture and atmosphere are pretty synonymous with one another in this context. So 89, almost 9 out of every 10, said great atmosphere. 85% said great rewards. So that speaks to the, the salary, the benefits, any kinds of um, incentive plans. There was a great reward program at Michelin. 93% said they had great pride in the company, and that's that's a beautiful thing. 88% said there was great communication, so the leaders of the company were communicating the plans of the company. People were in the loop. People knew what was going on. And then 88% said that the bosses were great. So really high employee evaluations at Michelin North America. Michelin, by the way, is a French company, um, but it has a North American um strong North American presence. So some of the benefits, and I thought this was super good, and I really got more information about Michelin. I found a site that really gave me good detailed information, um, and I forget the name of it, I apologize. I did not find, they did not have the other two companies that I'm profiling today on that site because it would have been great to get this much information. They do a tire service program, so the employees get a certain number of tires or dollars towards tires every year, and then they also have a tire rebate program for family members, so you can extend that. It's not just you that benefits from the tire program. You can spread that around to your family. I thought that was really cool. Also, health incentives. So they put their money where their mouth is. They create this plan. We want the workforce to be healthier. So whether it's a smoking cessation, weight loss, um, you know, improving your, you know, your blood pressure or your, um, your uh, cholesterol numbers, they've got incentives. So they, they back that up with cash incentives, rewards for achieving certain goals. This one was a really cool one. They have a corporate jet, right, which is not a surprise. So you've got this jet that, that shuttles the CEOs around to wherever they need to go. But the regular employees can reserve a seat on this. So the, 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 the plane is going to, you know, Alabama, let's say, and you got family in Alabama and you want to go visit them, you can reserve a space on there. I thought that was beautiful. I also think that that's really cool in the sense that it's not, it, it's, breaking down that wall between the senior executives who would get to use a corporate jet on a regular basis and just the regular employees, bringing them together. I think that's a really cool cultural piece as well. They also have a parental leave program, so maternity and paternity leave. So whether you're having a baby or adopting a child, they've got those plans. They also had really good business networks for the subsets of their employees. So there was an LBG, LGBTQ group. There was a Hispanic group. And these were business networks. So the, the focus of it was the business, but it was bringing people of um, diversity together um, to support one another. They also had a really cool partnership with Yellowstone National Park for service. So... Michelin supplies all of the vehicles at Yellowstone National Park with their tires and their, you know, their, their tires and their spares and all of that. So then they also have an opportunity for you to go in and do 
um, service work and in in the park. And I think they also had some, you know, you got in for free kind of thing. Flexible work schedules. Um, so whether that's a compressed work week, there was also a remote option. There was a job sharing option. So um, if you wanted to work half time and have someone else work the other half of the job, they had that as well. And then finally, they had some really good on-site amenities. And I love this for I love this for millennials. I also love this for the work-life blend piece because, you know, when you get done at 6 o'clock at work or 5 o'clock, and if you have much of a commute, it can be really tough to go home and cook much in the way of a dinner. So having an on-site cafeteria, and I've seen this with companies, I think it's a really cool thing where you can go at lunch, you can order your lunch, and then also order your dinner at the same time, and it'll be ready for you at 5 or 6 o'clock or whatever. They also had mother's rooms, so mothers who were returning to work who were still nursing, they had rooms for them. And they also had entertainment, so they had, you know, the ping pong tables and the foosball and the, you know, the, those kinds of um, things on site that you could do to just, you know, let off a little steam and get a little exercise. So that was Michelin North America, and, and I, I didn't say this at the outset, so let me say this now. I'm not suggesting that you run and go to work for one of these three companies, what I am suggesting is that this gives you some criteria by which you, for you to think about what's important to me. You know, maybe you don't care about um, having parental leave. Maybe having children is way off for you. And maybe the corporate jet doesn't make a whole lot of sense for you. But maybe the idea that they have a lot of flexibility in the work schedule is very appealing to you. Maybe you super love the whole tire thing. I'm kind of jazzed about that myself. Um, having... <laughs> because I need to buy tires now. So, so okay, so that's Michelin North America. So the second one I picked was a really different kind of company, and it's Costco. And, you know, when we think of Costco, we think of the people that are working the hourly jobs on the floor that are, you know, back in produce or they're running the registers up front. But I'm going to make the assumption, although they didn't say this explicitly, I'm going to make the assumption that these things that they like about the company extend to the corporate office, which, by the way, is in Washington, I believe. So I didn't find as much information about Costco as I found for Michelin, so this one's going to be a little bit shorter, but the consistent thing that I did see was really high employee satisfaction with compensation and benefits. So I did not realize how well Costco pays and how much it pays above the, the minimum wage and uh, really good benefits, so even part-time employees are eligible for health benefits. So I, what I saw about Costco was very consistently that kind of family atmosphere, people really like working there, and I, it really got me thinking about my experiences going into Costco stores, and I thought, you know, it really is different. I don't think I've had a snarly person at all. They're very friendly there. I think that our local Costco is reflective of the company as a whole. And as I said, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to assume that this continues to the corporate offices because I don't think you can have that kind of an atmosphere at the local level if it doesn't start at the top. The other thing that I saw about Costco was growth potential. There seems to be a lot of opportunity to move up within the stores, but then also moving you know, into managerial roles on a more like regional or national level. Um, so again, not a lot of information about Costco, but I wanted to present them as a very different kind of company um, that was uh, ranked very highly 
basically, for the most part, around the, the employee, they love working there, they get paid above the average, and the benefits are really great. So the third one I looked at was Google. And Google, I think, was ranked number three uh, on Forbes's list. And the key things that I saw about the reason that Google was ranked so high was, number one, their employees are super satisfied with their work. There, there's a lot of job satisfaction. There's also a lot of, um, there's a lot of buy-in to the corporate mission and alignment with the mission. So people get the mission, they believe in it. You know, it's this concept of kind of, you know, providing the world with information. So it's it's a pretty big, lofty mission. And I think the people that are attracted to Google and that love working there are those people that, that are very mission driven. They also pay very well, so the compensation packages are very, very good. They're very strong. There's also an opportunity to telecommute. So as you can imagine, in a company that is very millennial-driven, there's a lot of flexibility in the work schedule. So whether it's you know coming in at different sorts of hours, working from home part of the time, or in some cases all of the time, um, compressed work weeks, all of those kinds of things, lots of flexibility in the Google environment. And then finally, uh, there was a lot of talk about it being a really low-stress place to work. So I would be curious to know more from people who had worked at Google kind of what that's about, how that plays out, and how that shows up. But, but there was a lot of talk about it being just kind of a low-stress place to, to be. Some of their perks that they offer free meals. <laughs> What's not to like about that? So if you're working, you get to eat for free. That's pretty darn cool fitness facilities, and, and that's a pretty common one, and especially companies that hire millennials have figured out, if they're doing it right and they're being successful, they have figured out that fitness facilities, flexibility with work schedule, you know, making it kind of a fun environment where the lines are blurred between work and play is really critical because you guys don't want to be at work in the old sense of the word you want it to be you want to be at life right and and you want work and outside of work to kind of blend together um, other perks for google they had paid parental leave so again it can be maternal leave paternal leave it can be for adoptions or for births they had an on-site child care so that's a huge one uh, millennials, as you get older, so as you get sort of to the end of <laughs> the 10 years that I, the 22 to 32 year olds that I work with, you start having those babies, being able to have them on site. So if you are a nursing mom, you can go grab the baby at break, but also you can just go hang out with your kid at lunch and go have, you know, lunch or have a, you know, break with your kid, go to the playground with your kid. That's a pretty cool thing. And then also, one of the perks of Google was passion projects. So they really want you to pursue things that you're passionate about and they will actually fund those and support them corporately if appropriate. So people can put in, I don't know what the, what the um, method is, but you can put in for, you know, support for your passion project. So, so again, I'm not suggesting that you run out and go to work for Google or Costco or Michelin North America, but what I am kind of giving you is the profiles of three companies that I think are very representative, according to Forbes, they're three of the top companies in the U.S. in 2018. And I think that the message is that there are many great companies out there. There are also many companies that aren't so great. And the important thing for you to do as the prospective employee 
is to really get clear for yourself on what you're looking for, what's most important to you, and what's, you know, a nice to have. And so if free meals are a really nice bonus, but something that is essential to you is an on-site fitness facility and this company doesn't have it, I want you to be very clear about what's the essentials, what are the must-haves, as I call them, and what are the, gee, wouldn't it be nice, as I call them. So then you, once you know those things about yourself, you can do your research and you can find out which companies that offer what you're looking for. Um, so this is all a piece of kind of finding your ideal employer um, as opposed to just being reactive and going with whatever company will hire you, whatever company will offer you a job. So I hope that that's been helpful. I want to remind you that I do a webinar every month on a different career-related topic. So if you'll check the show notes, there will be a link to sign up for this next one. You'll find out what the topic is. And in each case, those the format is the same. There's 30 minutes of content followed by 30 minutes of Q&A. And you even have a chance in that Q&A time if you raise your hand and say, hey, I want to be coached around this topic. I will coach you. So you're going to get me um, for free during that webinar. So I hope you'll sign up and uh, and take advantage of that and participate, ask questions, get, get coached. Um, we'll have a really good time together. As always, I want to be your career coach. So leave me a question in the, in the comments box. Uh, you can email me at lisa, that's L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. You can visit me on LinkedIn Find me, Lisa Edwards, L-E-S-A, Edwards on LinkedIn. Or you can find my business page on Facebook, which is Exclusive Career Coaching. So any way you can to reach out to me, I'm also on Instagram. Um, I would love to be your career coach. So let me support you. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. So have a fantastic week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.